Welcome football fans. Buckle up for another hard-hitting episode of Let's Talk XFL, the only podcast solely focused on the XFL. From a sunny Southwest Florida studio, here's your host Michael Lathrop. Hello football fans. This is episode three. We're on a roll. Welcome back. I'm excited to share with you some news regarding the show. Over the weekend, Let's Talk XFL joined the iconic XFL Newsroom team. The show is now available on the XFL Newsroom website for your listening pleasure. So if you haven't done so yet and you have a free moment, I recommend taking some time and check out XFLNewsroom.com. It's time to move on to the meat and potatoes of why you are here. We have some big news to cover. On Monday, November 8th, the XFL announced the hiring of nine front office executives, most notably Russ Brandon as the league's new president. Brandon joins the XFL with a career in professional sports, encompassing more than 20 years of experience. Most recently, he was an executive advisor to the Redbird Capital Partners during its XFL investment. Brandon's resume includes COO of Pagula Sports and Entertainment, which is the owning entity of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. Prior to that title, he held roles as president and alternate governor for the Sabres, as well as managing partner and president of the Bills. Prior to joining the Buffalo Bills, he had a stint with the Florida Marlins when they won their 1997 World Series. He has also held a position with Sports Advertising Network, which is an entity of the New York Yankees as well as a position with the Rochester Red Wings as co-general manager. The other eight hirings included Ron Gerby as chief financial officer, Jordan Schalacher as chief business officer, Janet Doche as chief marketing and content officer, Mark Ross as executive vice president of football operations, Doug Wally as senior vice president of player personnel, Cindy Wagner as Senior Vice President of People Operations. Scott Harriman as Senior Vice President of Enterprise Technology. And lastly, Jay Rothman as Senior Vice President of Broadcast Operations. Among these appointments, we see the retention of some 2.0 executives, four in total. Janet Doge was previously the New York Guardian's president. Doug Wally held a similar capacity with the XFL 2020. Scott Herneman, former XFL Chief Marketing and Commercial Officer, and Sidney Wagner held a similar capacity with the XFL 2020. To discuss the hiring of Russ Brandon further, we will be joined by my good friend, Brian Roth. Brian is a lifelong fan of both the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres, as well as a season ticket holder of the Buffalo Bills. He also attended both of the New York Guardians home games with me in 2020. I have asked Brian to provide us with some insight of what Russ Brandon's tenure was like during his time with the Bills and Sabres. Welcome, Brian. How are things in Vermont treating you? Uh, Good, Mike. Good. It's a little bit different than uh, Central New York, obviously. And again, uh, leaving work today, I saw 60 degrees out, so... Winter has not quite hit yet, <laughs> so still a little warm. 
We are uh, dealing with some cooler weather in the morning, but uh, still dealing with high 70s, low 80s here in southwest Florida. So, so jealous. <laughs> so can you provide some of your backstory for our listeners? Of course. So I'm originally from Syracuse myself. Um, I have family out towards the western New York region. So that's I, I gravitated towards, you know, Buffalo sports, especially the Bills and Sabres. And I went, I went to school out towards that direction at St. Bonaventure. And I, at that time, I actually held season tickets for the Buffalo Bills during the Rex Ryan years, which were, as you can imagine, very fun. And then after I graduated, I actually bought season tickets with uh, my friends and I split some with my uh, good old buddy. And I go to games here and there. So I'm very much in tune with. Buffalo sports. You're also a Sabres fan? Unfortunately, yes. Unfortunately, I'm also a Sabres fan, which, right. as you can imagine, is not so fun. And part of that is of Russ Brandon's doing. So, <laughs> Well, it's just very fitting that you are a fan of both the Bills and the Sabres, and you have some knowledge of Russ's time. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> well, perfect. Now, let's get right to it. I have five questions, Brian. The first being, you're my Buffalo insider. So what was the first thing that came to mind when you first learned when the XFL announced the hiring of Russ Branding as the league's president? Well, my first thought, Mike, was, wow, that guy is still doing what he's doing outside of the Pagula Sports Entertainment all his time with the Bills and Sabres because, you know, Especially going back to when he was with the Bills. He was a high-level executive, was pretty much a de facto GM towards the late 2000s when Marv Levy retired. So he was part GM, but then he moved into a more of a higher executive role and actually took over for the team when Ralph Wilson's health was declining. And he just stick, stuck around with when Pagulas bought the Bills. And then he pretty much then went over to become a Sabres president as well. So, I mean, the guy was there since like the late 90s through the drought years and pretty much resigned, quote unquote, in 2018. So he's been there for the entire 17-year drought and was pretty much a high-level executive to point to for some pretty shocking Bills teams and definitely with the Sabres as well. So as from a Buffalo sports perspective, Mike, I was not too thrilled, let's just say that. <laughs> I know the Bills and the Sabres struggled during his tenure in Buffalo. But viewing him at the helm of a league versus a team in a small market, is this hire a good move? What I will say, Mike, is um, during his time with the Bills, was he a great sort of football aspect of the administration? I wouldn't say so. With that said, his strong suit is sort of the marketing portion, so to say. He tried to definitely spread out the tentacles of the Bills outreach to like towards like the Rochester area by doing training camps in St. John Fisher. Definitely tried to connect the Toronto market, which is not so far away from Buffalo. So really tried to grow the commercial outreach of the Bills. So I think in the sense of the fact that the XFL is definitely going to be looking to market itself again and ahead of a third relaunch, I think, it's a relatively low stakes, you know, solid option just to, you know, have somebody with some shrewd marketing 
aspect of things really try to grow the outreach of the league. Seeing he has experience with a financially limited franchise or franchises in the case of the Sabres and the Bills, is it safe to think he could help a minor league attempting his third relaunch and make it into a second consecutive season, which has yet to happen with the XFL? Yeah, so I will preference that he has definitely a little bit of experience with the Bills when they were financially frugal during the later years of the Ralph Wilson tenure as ownership. Obviously, the checkbook opened a little more once Terry and Kim Pagula bought the team. So, But with that said, I think so with his experience with the Bills and trying to grow the outreach of that team to you know further markets out east towards Rochester, as I mentioned, and also out towards Toronto, I think it could help to a certain degree with the XFL. At the same time, it's going to be a totally different venture because doing outreach for an NFL team is one thing, but doing outreach for a league like the XFL, which, as we know, has been through two iterations and attempting a third relaunch, that's a very daunting task because he has to really try to appeal to a broader base of fans and not to mention the people that are going to probably want to watch the XFL, they're going to have in the back of their heads, well, this league's failed two times. How can this go again for a third time? So it's going to be a very daunting task as it is to try to pull people to the XFL, in my opinion, with whether or not Russ Brandon is the president of football operations. Do you see Brandon's hiring as a hint of Canadian involvement in the XFL? You know, seeing the Bills, as you mentioned, played in Toronto from 2008 to 2013. I would probably say no. And the only reason why I would say no is that there already was talk about an involvement with Canadian Football League prior to him coming to the XFL. Well, I understand those talks fell apart, if I'm correct, right, Mike? Correct. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's going to be a sense of the XFL's trying to outreach towards the Canadian base, because if they were to do so, I think they would have at least kept up those conversations with the CFL before he joined the leadership at the XFL. Just to further expand on that. But do you think it's possible that the talks broke because the Canadian Football League has already had a year off and were are in financial shambles? So they were forced to play without taking too long. They needed to get back to the field. Is it possible to have talks resume at the conclusion of the season? So my hesitancy about that, Mike, is the Canadian Football League has tried before to have teams in the United States and it didn't really work out. So I don't personally, in my opinion, see why it would be a good venture for the Canadian Football League to have some sort of partnership with the XFL. Now, big question, in my opinion, would be, with that involvement, what would that involvement look like? Would it be the XFL adopting Canadian Football League code? Would it be the CFL sort of game planning some of the XFL's rules within their code or... Just more like, you know, per player personnel sharing or something. I 
don't know, but I'll, I just don't see, in my opinion, the benefit of having, at least for the CFL, presence in America because it's been done before and it hasn't really worked out. So overall, how do you view Brandon's appointment? Are there potential limitations? So overall, I'm conflicted because obviously I have my Buffalo sports bias and my Buffalo sports bias does not view Russ Brandon in a positive light because, as I mentioned, he was pretty much a high-level executive involved in the Bills during the playoff drought for some really bad years. And then by virtue of just getting to know the Pagulas a little more, pretty much weaseled his way up to being the president of both the Bills and the Sabres and being a high-level executive at Pagula Sports and Entertainment. And the only reason why he left or resigned was, as reported by the Buffalo News, he was under internal investigation for some improper workplace conduct, which apparently, from what I've seen, the XFL must be satisfied with the conclusion of that report just to hire him in the first place. So who knows how that looks. But taking that all to the side, and leaving those biases to the side for a moment. What I will say is that for a low stakes option, I think hiring a man like Brandon, who does have a shrewd marketing background and marketing is more of a strength rather than actually uh, the football operations portion of things. I think it can help to a certain degree because just trying to market the XFL and get the XFL out there to the masses to bring people back after 2020 and the shenanigans that happened during that year. With that said, with potential limitations, the title says it is. It's president of football operations or something to those regards. I think the football operations part is where Brandon's definitely lacking because he's not a football guy. He was more of a marketing guy. And he's definitely not necessarily strong in the football operations portion of things, especially with the Buffalo Bills. So if there is a plus side to his hiring, I could definitely say it's um, the marketing, and that can be very useful for the XFL as they, they try to get back to play in 2023. But in terms of the actual football side of things, that's where I think there will be some things lacking, which hopefully the other people that are hired can sort of keep up. Good stuff, Brian. I appreciate you taking the time to come on the show and discussing Russ Branding with me. We <laughs> well, should do this you, again sometime. Oh, yeah, definitely. By all means, I'm definitely more than happy to chat about the XFL. I had good times at the Guardian Games with you. <laughs> all right. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it might be a little different now. might be Guardian Away Day in Tampa. Uh, I would definitely – any chance to get down to Tampa Bay, I'll definitely want to go. <laughs> all right. All right, well, once again, thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. Now for my viewpoint of the hiring of Russ Brandon. It might be a shock to some of you, but I'm not overly concerned about his knowledge and ability of leading football operations. I'm intrigued of his time in Buffalo. Both teams functioned on a limited budget, and they had to be creative in order to compete. I'm not only looking at the competition on the field or ice, more so, I'm looking at the financial viability of the franchises as well as the successful marketing campaign from its outreach. In both of these scenarios, they appear to have been successful. Teams, or in the case of the XFL, these are vying for market share and looking to build their brand and fan base in a far-reaching manner. Brandon has done exactly that. Let's be clear. 
Russ Brandon will be no dictator. He has the partners to answer to, and they are seeking seasons beyond 2023. The partners have hired executives with an array of experience. Some from NFL backgrounds, but others with careers with the NBA and ESPN. In addition, the league has retained staff from the 2020 season, which likely means some things will remain the same. After all, if it's not broke, don't fix it. This is important, so that the league will likely heavily rely on Mark Ross for football operations and Doug Wally for player personnel at the league level, removing Brandon from such matters. Keep in mind, each team will have its own head coach and general manager, so I don't see Brandon impacting rosters or pigeonholing teams into a style of play. The bombshell of hirings overshadowed two other developments from November 8th. The league has shut down the XFL shop, and it will not be available until 2022. This might be an inconvenience for the time being, but it's likely good news for those who have been impatiently craving new merchandise. When the XFL shop reopens, I'm anticipating we will see an updated design and remaining 2020 merchandise to be on clearance. But more importantly, some new and exciting items. We should keep a close eye on whether certain items' availability or lack thereof will hint towards which teams will be returning to the field in 2023. And lastly, I'm going to take a brief moment to discuss Danny Garcia's photo op, which was used in the executive hiring announcement on the league's website and social media accounts. The picture in question is being touted by some in the media to be a potential new design and ball for the league. The ball on one side is similar to that of the 2020 ball, and on the other side is solid white, giving it a mixed appearance. I'm recommending people to pump the brakes for a moment. I see this as nothing more than a promotional item. To me, the ball looks like one of those autograph balls. Essentially, it is a collector's item at best. That concludes another episode. I would like to, again, thank Brian Roth for joining us. If you would like to follow Brian, you can do so on Twitter at BrianRoth95. And as always, I'm interested in receiving your feedback. So do not hesitate to let me know your thoughts. And if you do so, your comments might make the show. But before you go, do not forget to subscribe and rate the show. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Talk XFL, and I will catch you all on the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. Don't forget to subscribe and rate Let's Talk XFL on your platform of choice. Follow Let's Talk XFL on Facebook and Twitter at Let's Talk XFL. Do you have a question or topic you would like to have addressed on the show? Message the show via social media or send an email to letstalkxfl at gmail.com.